Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you improve not just your business, but your life. And today we're going to be talking about fears, fear of starting something, fear of ending something, fear of fill in the blank. I can't tell you how many times I felt myself lost and paralyzed, not doing things I know I needed to do, but insecurities and calamities galore stopped me in my tracks. If you are tired of that record of sadness and loneliness and insecurity and doubt to stop playing and you want to flip it over and start something new, listen to today's episode. We're going to be talking about how you can conquer your fears and move into what you know is true of yourself and your destiny. All right. You're going to get some really fabulous tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are choosing to spend your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm running up to you and giving you a big old electronic hug. And those of you guys who say, I'm not hugging, I'm not a hugger, that's okay. I'll give you a fist bump instead. Boom. (laughs) Be sure to hit that follow, subscribe button, wherever you're listening, so that as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen it lickety split. Whether you want to start or end your day with me, or maybe have a high tea event with me, whatever time frame that works well for you. And those of you guys who have been listening, thank you so much in advance for sharing this podcast with somebody else. Thank you for your continued lawyership. That way we can be able to amplify this message of hope, love, prosperity, fulfillment, action. If we could have more people who are leading with love and action, I think this world will be a little better place. So I thank you in advance for that. If you would like to get in contact with me, you've got a couple of options. First of all, you can leave me a voicemail. Check out anchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee. Make sure before or at the end of your recording, you let me know whether or not I have permission to use your voice in an upcoming podcast. Be sure to include your name, your hometown, and your question or comment or whatever you want to share with me or the general public. I definitely believe that there are some people who really, really want to ask some questions that other people want to hear. So be sure if you've got a burning question or a comment that you give yourself the freedom to put yourself out there. So I just want to say that. And then if you would like to get in contact with me, join my free weekly mailing list, inquire about working with me privately, checking out one of my other offerings or whatever, be sure to check out info.denisegelee.com slash com connect and there you'll be able to access me and learn more about my story or whatever interests you everything that we're going to be talking about can be found in more detail in amazing attitude amazing attitude is a 21 day program where i give you messages from the heart each and every day as long as well as with some journaling prompts to help you think more introspectively about not just your fears, but your wants, your dreams, your desires, and everything that may have been holding you back. I'm a life coach specializing in addictions and trauma, and my job is to help you to understand who you are on a deeper and a more potent level. There's so many coaches out there who just talk about your money mindset or your money blocks or law of attraction or like all this other stuff. And I'm not saying that's not important, but for me and in my practice, I really focus on how you think better so that you can do better. And in order to do that, we need to understand and unravel certain things that 
you've never questioned or you've never thought about questioning about how you live your life and how you think about things in order for you to be able to obtain what you want in your life. You only have one life. Make it count. And amazing attitude is going to help you go into that next level of consciousness. So go ahead and check that. I'm also going to leave a link in the show notes below. Okay, so this is January, right? And uh, I know some of you guys have New Year's resolutions. I'm going to most likely lose some weight or gain some clients or lose some clients if there's some clients you're a little less than desirable. So we're in the beginning of a new year and there's so many things that we want to accomplish, right? I, I hope so. And for me, I want to talk about fitness. And full disclosure, I got some great news to share with you. Last year, I did my first unassisted pull-up. Yeah, I, I did. And it's funny, I never thought about mentioning it with you guys earlier, but I was having a mess, was talking with my massage therapist and he was like, hey, Denise, you did your first pull-up yet? And I was like, yeah, absolutely right, I did. So for context, I want to give you a little backstory about this and why this ha- all has to do with fear. Cause, so just bear with me <laughs> as I wax poetic about my pull-up story. So when I quit corporate America, I transitioned from part-time medical exercise therapy to full-time medical exercise therapy. And for those of you guys who don't know what that is, it's basically a specialized form of personal training where you help people who have chronic health conditions, asthma, arthritis, fibromyalgia, Crohn's disease, all sorts of stuff, and post rehab, you know, knee replacement, any type of joint replacement or some type of exercise where it helps people who have special health conditions or issues exercise safely. And you would think despite all the years of my own professional knowledge and expertise, I would be able to do a pull up unassisted. I never did an unassisted pull-up, meaning that my weight was offset by a machine because I had a lot of shoulder pain. And the shoulder pain was, to be honest with you, because me and my cell phone were attached to the hip. I was, have you ever done this before where you're basically doing, you're holding your phone and you're like manipulating the device at the same time, meaning you're using it to browse or check text messages. So it's like I had like repetitive stress injury from holding the phone all day long. It wasn't even like I needed to. It was just the notifications would pop up and I'd just be running to the phone to see what would pop up, an email, a text message or some notification from an app or whatever. It was insane. And the other reason was at night to add insult to injury. I would side sleep. Okay, I was side sleep on my bad shoulder and it was inflamed and it hurt. And I just avoided doing pull-ups or anything that where I had to use my body weight around my shoulder. I was constantly inflamed and hurting. I would just, sometimes I would have to just pop pain pills just to get through the night. And I noticed that even as I was popping pain pills, I I developed a tolerance to it. And so I knew it was doing damage to my liver. And I knew that it wasn't helpful, but I just kind of gave up on myself. And the fear of not confronting it really stopped me from 
asking myself, like, why am I not dealing with it? But that's just a whole different issue. We'll talk a little bit more about the fears around that. But but meanwhile, during all of this, right, my non-athletic husband, my lovely husband, could do a pull-up all day, every day, you know? And this was embarrassing to say the least. My non-trainer husband could do something that I couldn't do. And the reason why he was a big fan of doing pull-ups was because I think this was... He, there was some type of earthquake or some type of dis- natural disaster he heard about. And then people were like trapped under like rocks or some type of d- debris or whatever. And he got really fearful of that. And he said, you know, I I always want to be able to pull myself out of a situation in the event of danger. And because of that, he just at first it was really hard for him, but he just learned to start doing pull ups. And uh, that was really impressive. And. But anyway, you know, I just thought that's good for you. Awesome. I'm not going to do a pull up the end. And then one day, it was like six months after I turned 40. My husband said to me, all right, it's time for you to do your first pull up. And I just looked at him like he was just offering me to smoke a crack joint or something like, <laughs> I was like are you crazy. You know, what, what in the world are you asking me to do this? We've, I've never done a pull up in their entire marriage. Okay. Why in the world would I start now of all time? And his response was, all right, it's time to do your first pull up. And wow. Wow. At that moment, knew, I do, dude, I knew that dude was serious. And I knew I was giving him a bunch of excuses. Oh, my shoulder pain, my neck pain, my, you know, this. And they told me, he was like, aren't you a medical exercise specialist? Don't you understand how to work around that? And it was, it was hard. Because at this point, I knew I couldn't say that it was a lack of knowledge. And I didn't, and I knew that it was in a lack of resources, meaning that ability to do the pull up. This was just me. I needed to get out of my own darn way. And I knew at that point that I needed to make some changes. And I didn't want to hear my my husband nag at me about that. Because, you know, it's one thing if I was like, like 50, 60 pounds overweight, you know, or had some other type of issue that I couldn't, I was my cop out. But I didn't have a cop out. I knew I could do it. And he knew I could do it. So it was game on. And I started the process, you know, at first I couldn't do a pull-up, you know, I would dangle on the pull-up bar and, oh man, God, it hurt. Gosh, it hurt. I couldn't handle it more than like five seconds at a time. And like, I would be feeling blistered. I feel my shoulders ache immediately. And I'm just talking about just dangling. But, but, but I did it daily, every day, even when I felt sick or ill, just got on the bar. My husband just said, at the very least, just dangle. And I did it, right? Blisters started to form. I started to feel resentful every time my husband said, it's pull up time. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. But you know what? One day, this thought came through my mind. Okay. It's so serious. I, w- I really want you to listen to what I have to say about this. Okay. This is what I said. If I don't do this, I shouldn't do it. Okay. But if I want to do it, I have to do it for me and me alone. Okay. The only way out of a negative feeling is a positive decision. What do I have that I don't want? And what do I want that I don't have? Followed by action or inaction immediately. And it was that do or die time for me where I knew that I had to stop right then and there with the games and the BS 
and excuses. And I had to say, either I choose to feel resentful of my husband and sabotage myself subconsciously, right? Because trust me, your thoughts are so powerful. They really have a transformative effect of not just your business, but you know, your entire life. If you start feeling resentful against somebody or something, it has a very, very poisonous effect on everything else. So that's why it's so important for you to decide to be positive, right? And not just lean into your negative feelings. But anyway, at that moment, I made that decision that I wanted to amaze myself and I wanted to go for that first pull-up. And then I needed to move into action with positive intentions. So this is what I decided to do. First of all, I stopped side slipping. It never helped me anyway. And even though it was comfortable and, you know, for me, I just knew that I just had to stop doing it. Okay. I limited the use of my right hand. So I typically would wear my watch on my left hand. And then I realized that I would constantly use my right hand to check the notifications on my watch and whatever, whatever. And now I transitioned to put my smartwatch on my right hand so that I would use my left hand instead of my right hand. I started deleting certain apps on my phone that was not necessary to be alerted of constantly. I silenced notifications. I made it really intentional that I would only be using my phone unless I absolutely needed to. There's no reason why I need to pick up my phone and look at stuff where I could look at it on my computer, right? Use And I started thinking about using my phone as literally just a phone. If I'm in my home, I should use my phone as a phone, right? If I need to use the internet, I got access to my laptop or my computer. Just go ahead and just walk over, you know? I, I'm not incapacitated to not just get up and walk a few feet somewhere, okay? So I, I needed to do my part and I also needed to do icing. I'm a huge, huge component proponent of icing. So before I would go to sleep at night, I would ice my neck and shoulders. And even when I had some free time during the day, I would just ice my shoulders. I'm probably going to ice myself immediately after I record this podcast. In fact, I know I will ice myself. And not because I have to do it right now, but because I want to give my my body a competitive advantage. And the way I do that is by feeding it what it needs to do so it can repair, restore, and renew itself. That's what I know works well for me. I had to set myself up for success in terms of not just what I was doing, but how I was doing that. Okay. And the most important thing was above all was that I needed to pump myself up. I needed to be positive and I needed to encourage myself. So even before I wrap my hands around that pull-up bar, I would say, Denise, you can do it. Denise, you can do it. Denise, you can do it. Are you telling yourself that you can do it? Whatever that is in terms of wanting to grow your business, in terms of wanting to start or perhaps stop a certain relationship or a certain activity that you know you need to stop doing, right? Oftentimes, we know we want to do something, but we're so committed to telling ourselves all the reasons why we can't, and then we confirm in our minds that we we don't, we shouldn't do it. And so one of the things that I do is like just keep pumping myself up with positive information about my skill set, right? My will, my desire, right? And just stop feeding the fear and start working on the faith. And the faith was I can do it if I'm consistent, just like anything in 
my life and my business. I mean, I, gosh, I can't tell you. I remember in the beginning of my coaching business, I would write so many blogs. And I remember my, my husband would look at the blog post and go, it's so boring. And you know what? It was boring because I was, he said I was writing out of like a, a procedure, a manual book. And, you know, after so many years, you know, as a project manager, that's all I knew how to do was write like that. And I knew I needed to switch it up. And I know that the, my writing has improved, right? Then know that it, my communications improved. Well, let's transition that same idea to my pull-ups, my anything else I want to do is that I needed to take that same energy that with consistency and persistency that I can achieve that, right? And so all that is to be said is that one day, as usual, I was kind of working my way, pulling up slowly, slowly after I mastered the dangling bit. And then I found myself just pulling myself up all the way up. Shut up. My gosh, it worked. And I remember as I pulled myself up, I, I screamed. I, I just screamed. Ah! And then my husband ran into the workout room. He's like, what? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? You know, because, you know, he hears me screaming. He thinks like some calamities happen. I was like, no, no, no. I was pushing back tears of joy. And I was like, I did my first pull up. And at that moment, I realized that I was blocking myself from the joyous feeling of doing a pull up. Okay. And through the fears and fear, the insecurities and and I realized that pushing through the discomfort was part of the process. And I see myself doing more pull-ups in the future because it looks so good and it feels so good to see my arms getting stronger, to feel my upper body getting stronger. And more importantly, I notice the shoulder pain has been going away. So that's also encouraging and more motivating. And I'm saying this story to you is that too many of us don't do things because we're too dialed into the feelings of failure, insecurity, and past pain. And you get more of what you put in, okay? So if we're feeling as if we can't because of past failures or perceived criticism or fill in the blank, then we don't, right? Beware of your thoughts because they turn into actions. Beware of your actions because it turns into your character, beware of your character because it turns into your destiny. And the small things in being athletic and fit or with your business or for your kids or you're filling the blank, if you start telling yourself, you are literally writing in your own script, okay? And I want us to re- rewrite that script. I want us to understand that we are not our mistakes. We are not what other people say of us. We are not of what we believe is to be the end result. Here's the thing. It takes a tenth of a second to think negatively. And it takes 10 seconds for the brain to think positively. And if you're dialed in into the fears, oh my gosh, it is going to take over. I remember I was talking with a client a while back and she was telling me, you know, she would just work herself up into a frenzy emotionally thinking about certain things about her family or feeling that she was disappointing them because she wasn't being successful in her particular business and feeling ashamed because she didn't know whether or not she could continue going forward, especially if she didn't get that support. And I thought to myself, I was listening to her about this whole idea of why are you hinging your happiness based on the whims of somebody else who also has their own insecurities and fears? And it was like that moment, I could just tell like a light bulb was turning on into her mind where she was like, my goodness, I was being ruled by things that were beyond my control. 
And so oftentimes we allow ourselves to be not just ruled by the things that we tell ourselves, but we mean allowing ourselves to be ruled by people that we can't control. Okay. Here's the thing. I know for biological reasons, right? Our ancestors sought safety in numbers, right? It's a, it's a natural animal thing that we seek the approval of our family, our friends, those are closest around us because they will help protect us. Unfortunately, here's the caveat. Unfortunately, so many of us are living underwhelming, insecure, fear-based lives. So if you're taking advice from someone who's operating from a state of fear, right? How are you being safe? Okay. Just think of it this way. Imagine that you and I and maybe a couple of your friends or whatever are on a boat, right? And we're out in the high seas on the boat, right? And then it seems as if that there's something wrong, right? There's We hear a crack on the bow or some type of action that's going on part of the boat. And you are looking fearful and you're like, what's happened? And then the and the people around you, your friends and are saying, No, 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 that's not let's it, it's nothing, it's nothing, let's not check it out. It's it's okay. And I, I look at you and I say, Come with me, let's investigate what's going on. I heard it too. But all everyone around you else is so fearful, they don't want to check it out. But imagine if it really was something serious and the water starts to penetrate the boat and the boat's sinking. But all the other people around you are saying, hey, well, let's stay here and wait for assistance from the captain or, or whoever. And I say, come on, I think it's time for us to take this boat and leave. I'm getting directions from somebody else that it is indeed dangerous. But all your other friends are locked in place. I'm saying, let's go, let's go. We need to get out of here. Those same people who are so fear-based that tell you to stay because they're trapped and paralyzed in fear could end up drowning you in terms of your dreams, your wants, and your aspirations. I've seen it so many times. Couples uh, where the wife wants to do something differently in the business, but the guy is so fearful of change. He ends up uh, demeaning and devour devouring what she wants to do. And she ends up becoming bitter and t- takes no action because she's so fearful of not gaining her approval of her, her spouse. I've seen it with friendships when one person wants to start a business and the other person, the, the, the friend says, no, we don't know anyone who, who has business aspirations. And besides, you don't have any experience. And so the other person just stays languishing in a job that they don't, they don't even care about. I've seen it with people who want to lose weight and in a romantic situation where one spouse is wants to lose weight, but the other is a comfort eater, doesn't want to lose their eating buddy. And they convince them that they just need to keep doing what they're doing right now, that they don't need any help. It's not that bad. And reality is, is. I've seen it in so many situations where we get dragged down by the same people that we love and care about. Here's the thing. They love and care about their fears more than their faith. And as a result, it keeps you locked in place. And I don't want that for you. So I'm telling you the story of this, my husband and the pull-up thing. And now these little stories, these little vignettes explain to you that you don't have to be trapped in the fear. It's an issue of you acquiring the resources and the mindset. You need both, right? And I have my course, Amazing Attitude, to, as a resource, right? But the, it, it won't work unless you have the mindset. And the mindset is, I can, and I will, and I shall, despite the discomfort. Here's the thing. 
us as human beings, we we need to feel comfort, all right? But if we get too much comfort, we languish, we get sick. I've met so many people who've told me, you know, Denise, I've had so many health problems and I've tried my so much to stay comfort comfortable with pills and and going to different doctors and doing all these type of stuff. But I ask them, have you ever addressed their, their, your feelings, your real stuff, all right? Just beyond just feeling comfortable. And the always resounding answer is no. And the reason why they don't do it is because that's the, that's the real key to unlock your joy, your happiness, your prosperity is understanding who you are and why you do the things that you do. So you don't unconsciously do the exact same things. Okay. Carl Jung once said, you have to make your unconscious conscious. Otherwise you'll keep repeating the same patterns and calling it fate. I see this so often in the the reasons why I've ne- I've seen certain people stay stagnant at certain income levels. I see certain people never losing the weight or they go psych- going up and down their way. I see some people that never really make progress in their business or their relationship. It's all tied to your unconscious thoughts. Let's un- unlock that and tap into who you are and what you want to obtain. So Amazing Attitude is that tool. But you keep focus on it despite what you're feeling because what your feelings are often going to try to keep you locked in place and not making any change because your brain your your wonderful beautiful brain wants consistency above all even if it's not working even if it's problematic even if you know it's not in the direction that you want your brain wants you to keep being consistent and so i want to do that pattern disrupt so that you can be able to realize for yourself what is possible, okay? And so let's kind of just do a recap of everything that we've talked about. I went and explained about my process of doing the pull-up and I realized that I was not utilizing the tools that I had, right? I knew my own professional knowledge of icing and certain stretching as well as just doing one thing at a time, making those little micro efforts and being consistent, okay? But above all, it was encouraging and motivating myself throughout the pain, throughout the discomfort, throughout all my doubts of how long it's going to take and why am I even doing it, pushing through that. Because the stories that you tell yourself has a remarkable impact on whether or not you actually persevere and push through or you just stay and languish. And I see that so many times with people in their business and their personal life where they just languish. And the reality wasn't because so much they're friends, right? But it was because they bought into the story and they never challenged it. So I want to challenge you and ask you, is there anything that you're holding yourself back by choice? And that really has nothing to do with your friends or family, but because you are afraid of seeing a part of you that you never quite explored. And I hope that if that's the case for you, that you're willing to a admit it because that's that's remarkably brave. So many people just stay stagnant and they don't do anything. But you take advantage of a resource, amazing attitude, or whatever you feel that's going to help you shake up that comfort zone so that you can explore the possibilities. Okay. So my question for you is, what are you going to do next? I'd like to hear back from you. You can either send me a message, anchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee, or reach out to me, info.denisegelee.com slash connect. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. And 
make sure that you take that action immediately because that is what's going to propel you into being quicker and faster, not just in your ability to take action, but you'll be able to silence the voice that wants to keep you still and in routine. Okay. Well, I so enjoyed our time with one another. If you like this podcast or you like this particular episode, be sure to share it with someone else. That way they can also be blessed with information. Well, that is it. I'm hoping that you found value and what I had to say and that you do something, not just listen, but you apply it so that you can be able to live a happy and fulfilled life. Well, that is it. Thank you again and be awesome.